0: Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. I'm your host, Anne Harrison, and I thank you for coming along with me to talk about Jesus and the writing life. God has given us each a story to share and your story matters. okay thank you so much for joining me today for inspirational journeys and sorry about that my speech was actually talking and i forgot to um turn it off so you wouldn't hear that but that's that's what happens when you're authentic so yeah (laughs) exactly so today we have a new and my uh, my special guest not only has it launched a, a book on May the 16th, but she's got another one coming out, which is part of a collection this coming Tuesday. So welcome to the show, Susan K. Beattie. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being here, and I could not be more pleased to have you. So why don't you start by introducing yourself to the listeners and the viewers out there?
1: Okay, I'd be happy to. Um, as, she, as Anne already said, I'm Susan K. Beatty. Um, I live in Southern California with my husband. We've got kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, all living within a few miles of us. So that keeps us pretty busy. Um, <clears throat> no animals, though. Don't want to take care of animals at my time of life. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I've um, just started writing in 2019. My first book was published in 2019. And the one that's coming out at the end of May will be my ninth book. Some of them are uh, novellas, and some of them are full-length novels. But in other words, anyway, nine books in, in what, five years is is kind of astonishing to me, because I'm a little older in life. And um, uh, it's been a miracle of God. Wow.
0: And I forgot to mention that the book we're going to talk about, I had a hand in doing some of the edits for Celebrate Lit Publishing. So before we get into that, first of all, how did you know when God called you to write?
1: Well, I've always wanted to write since I was in grammar school. I would write short stories, you know, all kinds of things. And I would write stories in junior high and high school instead of doing book reviews or or, um historical essays, I would do short stories based on my uh, historical research. Uh, My first interest was, although I've always wanted to write fiction, I went into journalism in high school and college, graduated, worked for newspapers for a few years, and then did some technical writing. And then the Lord put me in the beginning of the um, national homeschooling movement. So for the next 35 years, I wrote What I guess was big technical writing for homeschoolers, but about seven years ago, I was praying, asking the Lord for an opportunity to write fiction. And in the past, he'd always said, not now, not now. And about seven years ago, he said, okay, now's the time. I was still working full-time, but I had the opportunity to join some writers groups. Um, And then I retired and God has just blessed me with connections and contracts and and all of that. And and this is just a lifelong dream come true.
0: Wow. That is so amazing. So let's talk about your process. Um, When you write, do you outline your books,
1: or are you a pantser, or do you little do you do a little bit of both plotting and pantsing? I'm really mostly a pantser, but I have found that I have to have some loose structure um, as to you know where is the story going to end, what's the you know what's the kicker, um, and then as I go along uh, the I I allow the chapters to kind of develop, the scenes to develop. And sometimes my characters take me in different places than I expected. I've tried to do detail outlining so I could write faster because I write slowly. But it just, the creativity doesn't come when I do that.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah. Um. Some people call us planters. Those that plot a little pants a little, yep. or plot a little pants a lot. But actually, another um, one of my guests um, and I coined a term where we we also call um, She and I decided we call ourselves plotzers. Plotzers. <laughs> yep. Plotzers. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. Plotzers and planters. We both did the same thing, but different term. Anyway, so um. Why don't you so are all of your books like the the romantic suspense?
1: Okay, um all of my books are not romantic suspense. That's kind of a new genre for me. Ah. My author tagline is courage at the intersection of faith and grit. So my first several books were um uh, about women who had to um, find their courage uh, at the intersection of faith and grit. A lot to do with breast cancer because my daughter is a, a multi breast cancer survivor. Oh. And then, uh, so my first book was women's fiction. My second book was women's fiction with a tiny bit of romance. And then I wanted to make this book, not because of the the content, which is about a birth mother, uh, which I am one. Uh, I didn't want it to be too maudlin or or anything. So I couldn't just be the story of the birth mother. I had to have some excitement. So I decided to make it a suspense with a kidnapping. Um, and then I discovered that I really like writing suspense with some romance. Uh, I really like writing suspense. So the the two books that I'm do I have done and am doing for the multi-author um, series. Also, is romance with suspense? Oh,
0: yeah, and that also it it adds a little twist to what your to to your to to your initial women's fiction, and that that to me that sounds interesting. So why don't you tell us a bit about the the book that just came out? If you want to show it,
1: okay, I would love to show it. Here it is. It's called Relinquished. I don't know if this will be backward backwards for your viewers, but there it is. Relinquished is based on some true events. I, I did not I, I did not go through a kidnapping or my child did not go through a kidnapping. But as I mentioned, I am a birth mother and it's a story that I wanted to tell about how birth mothers feel throughout from the moment they give their child up or even before that and the things that go through their mind and the heartbreak that they have and how god can um give them the courage to do the right thing and to give them a hope for their future uh so that's why i decided i didn't want it to be maudlin because i didn't want you know it come out oh poor me poor me so i added the suspense because i figured that that's one way to test my main character's um Courage is by her having to follow her, her heart in some respects, uh, follow her courage, but also to rely on the Lord. And I just, I threw a little romance in there that the book ends on, on romance. There's not a lot in the book, but it ends on a romantic, um, element uh, because everybody likes romance, right?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So do you have any, well, as as far as the editing, how did that help you strengthen your writing and hone your craft?
1: Oh, Anne, I can't tell you how, how much I appreciated your editing. I never would have added uh, scenes from the male character, the FBI agent's POV, who is also the love interest. Um, I just I just didn't want to do it. And then when you edited it and suggested that, and all of your edits were fantastic. But that one, I have to be frank and say, when I first wrote it, I groaned and said, no, I don't want to write new scenes from the, Mitch's POV. But I understood how important that it was. I did it. And I think it really, really strengthened the book to see um what what he how what he was like how he was reacting to tegan the main character and his relationship with tegan's cousin who's also on the fbi team so um that was just fabulous for me
0: wow yeah so is this a standalone or is this going to be a series
1: it is part of, I ha, this is a series, Faces of Courage, but each book is a standalone. The only thing that ties them together besides the courage at the intersection of faith and grit is there are a few characters that were in book two that show up a little bit in book three. And Tegan, the main character in book three, shows up very briefly in book two, but they're, they're not really uh, connected other than the courage issue.
0: Ah I see that is that's a different take on series work because I've read um series is where it's either the same characters are moving forward in the story that hasn't actually finished with the first book or it's three somewhat somewhat similar standalones with characters that are related between this the, the three books but this is a different this is a whole different side of of series writing. This is interesting. So I
1: really, I really wanted to do it a little bit differently. I had these three stories that I went into that were part of my um, courage, faith and grit. And I only tie them in a little bit, but I want they I I couldn't go any further with the first book that was about the woman's battle with her husband and with with her cancer. And there's just nowhere to go with that one. Um, And pretty much the same with the second one who has trouble forgiving um, a person who was supposed to be her father. And that's a whole complicated story that I'll let people read about called um, The Fragrance of Violets. But um, there really was no way other than to tying some minor characters together to make this more i do have in my mind after i get done with this multi-author series a series um that will all be connected characters
0: oh now i like that hopefully i'll get to see some of that too um, yeah, I hope so <laughs> <laughs> so um do you have any tips or uh, takeaways that the advice that you would like the listeners and viewers to walk away with today
1: well as far as as what's happening to my characters i, I really want people to walk away from this particular book understanding what birth mothers go through if they have never been through it. Um, and if they have, I want them to be validated for their feelings because we we all have very similar feelings, but uh, to different levels in that. And I want them to know that God loves them and has a plan for them. And he has a future of them, regardless of whether they gave their child up for adoption, whether they became a single parent or or what. I really wanted them to know that that God is control and that courage does come but with faith and grit, we have to hold on to our faith, ask God to increase it. And yet he asks us to step out and make those um, uh, connections. Like uh, as David, when he was facing Goliath, he gave all of the glory to God. And he said this was for God, but he slung the first stone. And so while God is give, gives us the faith for courage, we need to take that and work with it and do something with it.
0: Right, there's one, and that that reminds me, there's one, uh, I don't want to use the word compounding, but there's one strong, repeated uh, phrase in Hebrews 11. By faith and through faith, God gives us the courage and strength to do the tasks that he's assigned us to and gives us the strength to deal with life's challenges.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I was reading
0: that this morning as i'm recording this uh-huh. so yeah because a friend of mine um she emailed me and she said oh, the the scripture that she memorized was hebrews eleven one, and so i started reading there i don't have it pulled up in front of me now but i started reading there and i just had to read the whole chapter because oh. that 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 theme by faith through faith was there you think god orchestrated that for you oh too? yeah of course <laughs> of course <laughs> Of
1: course. You're so good about that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, any practical writing tips, any any tips and tricks that you learned
1: along Well, line? I think the biggest tip I've learned from the very beginning is just just write. Um we need to uh, hone our craft by by going to conferences and to workshops and reading uh, books about how to write but it comes right down to it. You have to write and you have to write consistently, I believe. And I have had a young woman from my church who uh, contacted me and said she wanted to write her story. She has a an unusual story, a <clears throat> family story. And uh, she said, you know, where do I start? And I had, I told her, you know, what, about some things that would cost editing and stuff like that. And she says, well, I don't want to start this if I don't, can't afford it. And I says, no, you need to write it. Don't worry about affording it. Write it. God wants you to get this story out. And that's what I think whatever God puts on our heart to write, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, we just have to get it out and trust him. And then, of course, understand that there's going to be a lot of editing involved.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm expanding the middle grade medical realism novel that I'm writing because God's showing me things and um, it's an emotional journey for my character. So, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Even after beta reads,
1: I'm still working through it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the writing can be a, a can be a difficult emotional journey and uh, yeah the one thing that I did from the very beginning is I got together a prayer team. And so I highly recommend that all writers have a prayer team. I reached out to a half a dozen of my closest friends who are not writers generally. One of them is, but most of them are not, but they love fiction. They've known me for a long time. They love me and they're, and they're willing to uh, get a prayer letter from me once a month and pray for me on a regular basis. Cause I knew that Writing Faces of Courage which was my first full length novel was going to be very difficult because it had to do first with domestic abuse and then with the woman going oh. through breast cancer. I knew that was that I was going to be open for all kinds of spiritual attacks and the same actually for all of my books. So I cannot tell you how much a prayer team means to me and I, I that's another piece of advice I'd give to writers.
0: Mm. Mm-mm-mm. yeah, prayer team. and that's why when I, when, and a few weeks ago, when I put the, when I sent this book out to beta readers, but uh, actually it's last month, when I sent this book out to betas, I asked my listeners and my viewers to bathe my book in prayer, and I actually went on a three-day coffee fast, because I was at a conference, speaking of which, um, Shelly and CJ hits do the, um, Kingdom Writers conferences, they they do these one day conferences every so often, and this one was about book launches. And he talked about, uh, getting a prayer team and then doing right before the book comes out, doing a forty day prayer countdown, and then doing the three day fast and prayer retreat. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, "Coffee fast."
1: Coffee fast. Oh, yes, because
0: I'm a I I have to have my coffee in the mornings. Well, so I think. And he said coffee fast. And I I really had to I wanted to make, you know, how sometimes you have to make sure you hear God's voice. So the next morning, I was about to go get my coffee and then I listened to that 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 mentoring moment again. And I had to listen to a song and it was like, the Lord said, What did I tell you? Coffee fast. Okay. Oh. Or fast coffee is how he put it. Um <laughs> I'm like that is amazing. Okay. And I'm like, how long? I'll show you. And then, oh. yeah, and then, of course, my friend would, told me uh, the first fast is usually three days. And then, of course, in my head, I kept hearing three days, three days, three day coffee fast. OK, so that following Monday, I ended up I was I was I was drinking coffee again, but he showed me some things. And I guess it was a test of my faith and endurance, too, because I found joy in it, even though I got a, that that headache, you know, that dull headache you get right when you when you don't you know, when you don't drink your coffee in the mornings.
1: Yep. I know it. I know the feeling. I, yep. I think I'd be asleep in front of my computer though. <laughs>
0: but I didn't, but you know what? It wasn't, I mean, I found joy because he said you can have all the tea you want, but just coffee fast. Cause I love ah. my, my morning, my positive energy tea. And I actually made a jug of sweet tea cause I'm in, the, I'm a Southerner. So ah. it was, yeah. So I, I made it through it, but it was me and it was, and he's, God was showing me a lot of different things about my writing and he said and then when I've sent it to betas I went through and started the second book then I started getting some comments back from my beta readers and God's like no you need to slow down on the second one I'm not done with the first one yet I just gave you the groundwork so you could work on that one. you get through with this one because I've been working (laughs) on I'm sorry go ahead I was gonna say the first one I have done like and I know this is about more about you and your book, but I'm thinking as writers we share our experiences, right?
1: Right. That's right.
0: So um and so then I started I, I wrote like twenty thousand words, came back and then and then and then started working with the beta readers and um this one beta reader I had, she gave me some very valuable uh insight. And I had to stop and process it for a minute. And Lord said, "Yeah, do that because I'm going to show you something else." Because she said, uh, "I don't want to spoil the book too much, but she said make it not make the the incident the incident happen the previous (laughs) okay. I'm going to give you the little backstory. The grandmother falls off the stepping stones, and I had her falling off eight years prior to when the book was set. But no, this other this other lady, her name is Temple Kenyon. She's been on the show before. I'm giving you a shout out, Temple, in case you are listening. So, but anyway, she said, instead of making the grandmother uh, uh, fall off the stepping stones so far back in, in, in the past, why not make it the previous year? And I'm like, well, that happened at Christmas. I'm like, yeah, but that would offset the free story that I give people. Maybe not. And then the Lord said, no, you need to bring it forward because you have to show Becca's emotion. And this is the way you can do it. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> so, sometimes sometimes we need to bring those tense moments closer to the, uh, yeah. the current story.
0: Exactly. And that's how I knew that Becca was an empath. Like, <laughs> me. like me. She doesn't know it, but I know it.
1: <laughs> but she's a deeper well, empath than me too. So anyway. I like what you said about the 40 days of prayer before a launch and, mm-hmm. and fasting before that. I'll have to, I'll have to consider that for my next launch. I'm already almost through with the launch for relinquished and I'm only have a couple of weeks of launch work left for a heart for news. So I'll have to think about it for next year's launch.
0: And when and and when uh CJ and Shelley hits do another Kingdom Writers conference, because I think she said it's gonna be on prayer, I will forward you the information as soon as I get it. Because oh, that I'm on would be list. fabulous. Yes.
1: Yes, we can always use more of, of that prayer.
0: Yes, we can. And so you were gonna you were gonna mention something before I was prattling on and I I I do apologize. I don't wanna take steal your thunder, but it, oh, was, it was just was- one of
1: those moments. It, it was fine. It was, I had, I already, I got it in there and it was about the, I appreciated the 40 days of prayer. conference. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So speaking of conferences,
1: are you going to Blue Ridge? No, I can't afford any conferences this year, but I have, I loved my time at uh, Mount Hermon um, before it was no longer Mount Hermon's conference. I haven't been since it's been taken over by another group because I live in Southern California. Um, uh, I would love to go, but, and I have a friend that's going. So if you, if you run into David Weinberg, he's a friend and coming from SoCal. Uh,
0: ah, so those I of know. you listening, if you go to Blue Ridge, check, uh, be sure to sit tell till David. That I, yeah.
1: Tell him that, that, that you're my friend.
0: <laughs> right. Just tell him Susan Dede said hello. Okay. That's right. Um, But there is also, um, there are some virtual ones coming up and I do know that ACFW Virginia Royal Writers is coming up November 3rd and 4th, and it's a virtual
1: conference. Yeah, I don't get a lot out of virtual conferences. Um, I I really need to be there in person. I did help. uh, I was assistant director, associate director, whatever, for a Southern California uh, Christian Writers Conference for a few years back in the beginning of my writing here a few years ago. Um, And I just... Just fell in love with writers conferences. I'm also um been involved in and in putting together conferences for 35 years in the homeschooling community. So live conferences are kind of my thing. <laughs> oh wow.
0: Yeah. Um but anyway, so where can people find you online before we get to prattling too much? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, my uh, my website is Susan, initial K, last name, dot ycom That's my website. And you can go there and read my blogs and um, uh, sign up for my newsletter that comes out once a month. Um, and then you can find me at Susan KBD Author on Facebook. So I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> wow. You like me,
0: but all of my stuff is on my site too. So um any last word anything that is there anything that God has laid on your heart before we do our final our, our final closing
1: well you had asked before we began about my my favorite verse and yes the verse that I live by and you know a lot of people do that for I know the plans that I have for you plans for good and not for evil um I I know that he was talking to the Hebrews but I believe that they are true for us today and we may we may not like the plans he has for us, but they're going to all be for good. You know, right? We have, to, we have to know that he loves us so much that every plan he has for us is good, even though it may not seem like that to us at the time. I have a daughter who is in her fifth bout with breast cancer, and it's not going very well right mm-hmm. now. Um, so we've been been praying for a miracle, but she loves the Lord, and we trust her to him we want to keep her around for a lot longer but you know god knows best
0: all right so since you've already answered the question that i was going to ask you next <laughs> sorry <what laughs> don't know you're fine you're fine why don't you close us out in prayer and for those of you listening watching let's all pray for those who are suffering with cancers and other illnesses and pray for authors and writers out there that God will give them the strength, the wisdom, and the means by which to get their messages out there.
1: Thank you, Anne. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this time with Anne. It's been delightful. I appreciate her so much. Thank you, Lord, that you are with us every moment, every day, and that you love us so very, very much. Um that you have a good plans for us. Thank you that you have taken me on this writer's journey. And I ask that you be with, as Anne said, all those others writers out there who are trying to write, who are dealing with personal family issues, uh, maybe illnesses of their own. Um, I just ask that you strengthen them, be with them, guide them, guide all of us uh, in your will, Lord. Bless Anne in her ministry here and her writing, uh, and bless uh, all of the listeners and watchers, Lord, that they would um, see God in our interview today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So, I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you my final challenge, but first, before I do that, I'm going to challenge you because in the show notes on my website, I am going to upload the the chapter 1 PDF that Denise Borella from Celebrate Lit sent me as an excerpt or a sample for Relinquished. I'm going to upload that to my website. I want you to go download that chapter from my show notes. And if you like what you read, go back to the show notes, click on the Amazon link that's there, and get the book and leave an honest review. And also, don't forget to get Susan's new book that's coming out. Well, the collection that she's featured in that is coming out on Tuesday, May 30th. Go and get those books and and leave honest reviews because authors need reviews. Amen. so we challenge thank you and amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. Thanks for joining us on inspirational journeys and remember folks, your story and your message matters because it was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining us again and have a blessed day. Amen. Bye. Amen. I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life you've touched thousands you've been listening to inspirational journeys stories that matter with your host Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnneWrightsInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at Anne Inspiration, and on Twitter at AnneWrights75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening and remember, your story matters.